welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Welcome back to this episode of the Prosper Project. Today, I want to talk about an essential skill that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, writing. Now, I'm not talking about essays or articles. What I'm talking about is the ability to write copy that moves the people you want to work with. I'm talking about the copy on your website, your sales pages, your social media, your email marketing. I'm talking about storytelling. We've all heard the phrase, facts tell, stories sell. That's because stories convey information in ways that cause people to respond and remember more consistently than information alone. When we tell stories, we're more relatable. And the same is actually true for our companies. When brands of any kind use storytelling, they are perceived as more authentic, more human. Emotional connections are made. Stories have the power to get people to listen, care, and act. And that is good for us as individuals and as businesses as well. As someone who went to college and took every writing course offered from creative writing to journalism to advertising, I can attest that story was such a focus in each of these pretty unrelated areas. When I started my career, I worked as a writer of stories about people and organizations. And then I took a job as an advertising copywriter. I was really fortunate because I had a mentor, Cliff, who just kind of on his own took me under his wing. I ran a lot of my first assignments by him, even though he wasn't my supervisor. In fact, my supervisor at that time was a designer. So I am really fortunate that someone who was a peer in terms of, I guess, position within the company took me under his wing and was willing to share his wisdom and his experience with me. And believe me, I listened to Cliff's feedback and I applied what I learned. And in time, I was writing for some of the most recognized brands in the United States at that time, including Jeep, Nabisco, Owens Corning, Lazy Boy, and Marco's Pizza. So Cliff retired, but we stayed in touch all the way up until he passed away. Good manners, I will say, are even harder to find than good writers. So while I was in that position, I earned nine Addy Awards. Addy Awards are awards for advertising. I earned nine Addy Awards in one year and became the company's most requested copywriter. And yet I still had no idea how valuable this skill was. At the time, I was having so much fun and getting paid well to do that and Being in my 20s at that point, it was just, you know, it was something I didn't really take to that next level until a little bit later. And so when I left that job, I realized pretty quickly that the skills I'd acquired there worked just as well in organic marketing. 
So you may be wondering why that is. And it's because businesses, nonprofits, and entrepreneurs have to consistently persuade others with the power of their ideas, their perspectives, and even their personalities. So those three things combined are basically their brand. And I knew how to do that. So I started applying the copywriting skills I'd acquired to my storytelling as I worked for other brands. And these included nonprofits and schools to restaurant groups and retailers. I now use these skills when I write for my clients and my team and I use them when we write for our agency. Oh, what we do, story selling. Now, even though this is not a well-known term, there are still a few different perspectives as to what story selling is. From my perspective, it's a term to describe any storytelling for the purpose of moving a prospect to action. Specifically, story selling is the powerful process of blending storytelling and copywriting to acquire new customers. Simply put, it's stories that sell. And let's be real, the economy has shifted. People are taking longer to decide on investing in services in nearly every category. Your business needs to stand out and story is the best way to do that. When you share business information through a story, whether it's an aspiring or aspirational story that shows what your business can help people achieve, or whether it's a story about you and why you created your business, or even if it's a story about a product and what inspired it, then you've created a connection that goes beyond the information that you're sharing. We know that our brains connect better with the use of storytelling, and I want to encourage you to think about how you can use this in every stage of your developing relationship with your customers. You should be using story on your website, where you share at least your founder's story, And I'm not talking about after 20 years in corporate America, Eliza decided to follow her childhood dream of becoming an entrepreneur. No. What inspired you to start the business that you started? What's the impact you want to make? That's really important. I've talked previously about sharing your purpose, basically why you began your business or your nonprofit, what inspired you, how it helps you create something that's bigger than you. Sharing that story is very, very impactful. It helps people get to know you better, and it builds that know, like, and trust factor that they need to have before they invest with you. Stories excite people. They can open them up to new ideas and concepts. They can provide a personal connection and inspire people to want to learn more from you. So every industry can use storytelling. Nonprofits and even some ad agencies have done it for a really long time. Nonprofits, if you go look on most any nonprofit page, you'll see the founder story or why this particular organization was founded. And I think as brands, as corporate brands, as small business brands, we can learn a lot from nonprofit storytelling. Half of Prosper's clients are nonprofits. And I had actually spent half my career in the nonprofit sector. And so that's something that I really love bringing to the for-profit side. 
And if you watched Mad Men back in the day, and if you haven't and you want some creative juice going, I highly recommend just randomly picking a couple of episodes and watching them just for the advertising part of it. But if you watched it, you probably remember some of the stories the agencies told to get clients like Hershey's and Kodak and in the final episode, Coca-Cola. They didn't sell on the product's qualities alone. They sold a story. And the fact that storytelling has been part of our way to connect with one another from the beginning of time gives us a lot of insight into how it works. It connects us to a different part of our brain and reduces the barriers that we would normally have if we were just receiving information. So story builds that know, like, and trust factor and makes people more open to what you want to share next. So if right now you may be thinking, okay, great, I am not a writer. I want to tell you that you can be. You can learn to write compelling copy that tells a story to connect with your audience. And you can learn to take that story online as well in reels and even videos. You can use this as an interrupt, a way to capture someone's attention and invite them into your world for a little bit. So this process or this tool or technique can be used at any point in the customer journey, or if you think of it as the sales cycle, from attraction and education to consideration and conversion. And then also don't forget about story and the power of your customer's client experience with you. That's really important. I could do a whole other episode just on that. So when we talk about the sales cycle or the customer journey, depending on whether you're a service or product business, these cycles can look a little bit different. But basically what you're doing during the cycle is making people aware of you and then drawing them into your sphere of influence. And that may look like your website, following you on social media, signing up for your email, whatever action you're trying to drive at that time. These are all places where story can be utilized. So tell short stories on social media about why you're posting a particular thing. Say you're selling an item of clothing. What inspired that piece of clothing or what do you particularly like about that? You put yourself out in the world with some version of a story, whether it's yours or a new product or a service and invite people to learn more then by directing them to your website where they can learn more and make a purchase. If you're a service provider, sometimes that looks a little bit different. You want to take your prospect from making them aware of your particular service to giving them the information in a story form that would help them consider working with you. And then story can also be used, and so many people miss this, in overcoming those normal obstacles that come up when people are deciding whether to make a purchase, whether they want to work with you, if they're actually going to convert. So you may be thinking, well, what could that look like? So we've been talking mostly about attraction stories, how to attract news prospects. And I focus on that most of the time, because if you don't have leads, you can't have sales. And how do you get leads? You get leads by attracting new prospects. 
But we need to really look at your story through that whole process. When you want to get people to make the choice to start working with you, that's where the stories of people other than you, not just your founder story, but people that you've worked with before really come into play. So at some point in the process, it changes from either being your story or the product story to actually telling the story of your clients. And so most of you probably use testimonials and testimonials can be really good even if they have a snippet of a story where someone was, what they were struggling with to the difference that your product and service made for them. But if you can tell the story about a client you've worked with, even if you're changing the name, you can go into more detail and you can use story to overcome the objections that your ideal client may have to working with you. So what does that look like? You want to know, and again, I'm talking so widely here because there are product people, there are service people, but what are people's primary objections to working with you? Think about that. When you get a no, what is it? Is it cost? Is it that they don't have confidence in themselves? So we say that, let's just say 95% of the time when someone tells you the reason for not working with you, it's typically what they say is the price point, that it's the investment. And so I would say that if you know that that is your biggest objection that you get from people, you want to tell a story about how their investment with you is going to return value, value that's way more than they invested. Now, there's people out there that do this really well, but most people don't do it at all. So the, the whole idea is... You know, think about your top three objections. So if it's cost, you could tell stories about this person made their investment back in one month or three months or whatever it is. If it's something else, like they didn't have the confidence, then you tell a story about the kind of support they received through your program or service. Or if it's time, talk about how your service works with people so that you can kind of meet them where they are and it doesn't overburden them. So it just really depends if you have a done-for-you service, if you have a program, or if you have a product, these stories are going to have different approaches, but it's all kind of the same thing. Use story rather than just saying, if you're worried about the price, it's, you know, really affordable. And most of our people find that within three months, they've recouped their investment. No, show me that. Don't just tell me, show me. Let's just use an example here. So you don't ever have to say, I know for a lot of you, X amount of dollars is a lot of money. What you could say is when Claire came to us, she had this problem. As we talked further, she said, Oh, I really don't think I can afford to work with you. And then we talked about what she would do if she didn't work with us. And then you kind of go forward and tell the story of what the process was like when she did work with you. And then you tell the story of how she got so much in return and use her quote or testimonial there. So it's a very different approach and it has a lot of impact. Now, obviously you can't turn every testimonial into a story. So pick the best cases for your main objections. So you haven't really said here, I know that your obstacle is going to be price. 
but you've shown that person or those people how the obstacle can be overcome with the results that you're going to provide. Is this making sense? Is it resonating? I really, really hope so because story can be so powerful in attraction, education, and conversion for you. So now I want to encourage you to take a look at your website, your emails, and your media channels, and look at how often you're using the art of storytelling to connect with your readers. How often do you get engagement, and how does the amount of engagement that you get correspond with how often you're sharing stories? Most likely what you're going to see is the more that you share stories, even really short stories, snippets the more engagement you will get. I hope that's true for you. So you can go and you can do this on your own. And depending on where you are, it may be very short or a very long process. I believe you can do this. You may not have the time to do that. And at the other end of the spectrum, you can hire someone to create your company's story map and actually do this work for you. And that's something that my agency, Prosper for Purpose, does regularly for our clients. But today, I want to give you a third option. You see, I've watched entrepreneurs, social media managers, and others who you think would have these skills down, but just don't. And I believe, and I say this all the time, that brand is number one in any market but especially this one. And I believe the best way to build your brand is to tell your authentic stories in clear, concise, and compelling copy. People have been asking me for an affordable resource for years, but I couldn't really find one until now. I am so excited to share with you that today the doors are open to the Story Selling Society, a new membership for entrepreneurs and teams who want to make story selling a superpower. The Story Seller Society is an educational membership I've created to transform entrepreneurs and teams who feel intimidated, overwhelmed, and frustrated about how to write copy that stands out in their market into confident, compelling story sellers who are able to attract and convert clients with ease by utilizing the power of strategic, sustainable story selling. And sustainable is important. Now, I want to say this is not a course and it is not a program because when I was thinking about this, I wanted it to work for people who can't write well at all, all the way up to people who want to refine their copywriting skills. So this membership works for anyone and everyone who wants to use the power of story selling to grow their business. So hang with me and let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to find in the story selling modules. So we have four foundational modules and They are what you get right when you join the society. And you start with brand story mapping. So basically learning the essential brand stories that you need to master for unparalleled success. 
You'll be creating story maps. You'll be introduced to Prosper's proprietary process, the cycle of engagement, which is our way of creating the basis for understanding which stories are important at every stage of your prospect's journey. The second foundation is character connection. So basically, emotional mining is what we call it in writing. So you're the storyteller, but we know your client or customer is the hero of every sales story. So in this chapter, we're going to be looking at the psychology behind creating emotional connection with your prospects and understanding their problems, symptoms, behaviors, and deepest desires. And then we're going to go into story selling by sales stage and actually walk through your key messages for each stage of your cycle of engagement map, developing snapshot stories, and so, so much more. So this will be the foundation that helps you move your prospects through the stages using our cycle of engagement model as your guide, and you'll be mapping out your stories. And then marketing copy that converts. So from landing pages to social selling, here's how to bring it all home by incorporating our story seller system into your marketing. But that's really only the beginning because each month there will be a subject focus as well. So think email marketing, lead magnets, sales pages, and social media. You'll receive training videos as well as templates and other assets that will help you get laser focused on what you need to say to attract and convert the people that you want to work with. And this is really important. I want everyone to feel like they can go at their own pace. There's no competition. There's no program. There's no modules that you have to keep up with. You can go at your own pace. There will be a monthly Q&A where you can ask anything about any kind of copywriting and we'll be there to help. We'll have hot seats and other things available as well that you'll find out on the inside. So here's what I want to say kind of in closing. I'm not advertising the society. I want our founding members to be people who listen to this podcast, are on our email list, or in our Peerless Brands Facebook group. The doors are open to founding members only through July 28th. This podcast episode will drop on Tuesday, July 11th. So depending on when you're listening, you only have about two weeks to decide if you want to join us. The link to the Story Seller Society is in these show notes. But if you want to just do it on your own, it's simply storysellersociety.com. The membership investment is ridiculous, and it's scheduled to increase by 60% when the doors open in September. But I wanted to make it really low because I think this is such an important skill, and I didn't want the investment to be a factor for anyone. So obviously, we can't guarantee that everyone is going to see this as an investment they're comfortable making, but I really did my best to make this as low as possible. And again, it won't stay at at this investment. So in closing, whatever path you choose, I strongly urge you in this next quarter to work on improving your story selling skills through every day, every stage of your customer's journey. Your business depends on it. 
That's it for this week. Everyone take good care and I'll see you in the next episode of The Prosper Project. At Prosper for Purpose, we have a team of strategists and storytellers who are experienced marketers, accredited PR counselors, and published writers with an average of 16 years of experience. To find out what we can do for you, email connect at prosperforpurpose.com and put free consult in the subject line. Someone from our team will respond within 24 hours.